Hello, welcome to another episode of the Money Chisme podcast. And today's Chisme, we are going to, you know, just have some money talks, especially geared to the immigrant community. And uh, with me today, I have Maribel from Our Wealth Matters, also known as your favorite immigrant money coach, uh, to share, you know, her expertise and, you know, let us know like the chisme on what we can do with our money. So that way we can learn how to like save and invest our money and make our money work for us. So hola Maribel, thank you for joining me today. Hola, Violeta. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Yeah, so I'm excited to have you here. I see you like on TikTok and on my Instagram and like your message really. um, I love it because it, you know, I used to be, well, I am an immigrant, but I used to be Mm -hmm. undocumented. And, you know, a lot of the things that you talk about as far as, you know, um, money and learning how to invest, even regardless of your immigration status Mm -hmm. like that could have helped me out so much (laughs) Uh, but before we get into that I love to hear like my guest story of you know who they are uh, and just your background stories so yeah go ahead and introduce yourself Yeah, so hi everybody, my name is Maribel, the founder, como dijo Violeta, of Our Wealth Matters, aka your favorite immigrant money coach. I'm a first-gen daughter of Mexican Purepecha indigenous immigrants, born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and I leverage my first-hand life experience growing up within an immigrant community and my bilingual capabilities with English y Español, and a combined 16 years in taxes and corporate finance handling multi-million dollar budgets to serve the USA-based immigrants, because I believe more immigrants need to know how they can legally earn, save, and invest their money irrelevant of their immigration status. So when did you start like your financial journey? Like what was that like to where you are here now? Yeah, so I actually only started like like two, two years ago or two and a half years ago. Um, once I was already a university graduate, had already spent like two to three years in corporate America, and I thought I was going to go back to school full time. So I didn't put money into my 401k at my latest workspace because I was like, I'm going to need the money for tuition anyway. I was planning on being there for like eight months before going back as a full time student. Fast forward, I've been there for I'm going on like five years now. And just like what I've decided to do just kind of changed. And so around year two and a half, because they were being really lenient and going like, yeah, you can leave early for some days, just stay later other days. So they were being really flexible. So I was like, okay, I think I can handle both of them. So then around that time, I was like, what the heck? Like, I need to figure out what the heck a 401k is. Like, eso con que se come. So I went down a rabbit hole and all my days, I spent like two or three days, all my days like blended one into the other. Other um and just kind of went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and articles about what is a 401k, um, what's an IRA, what's an HSA, and then like all these other terms kept coming up, and it's just like imagine little rabbit holes going everywhere. By the end of that, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I know what a beginner investor needs to know in order to get started. And so I was like, oh my gosh, okay. By then I had already thought about doing a personal finance page where mm-hmm. I would disseminate information, right? But my first thought was to do it. Um, like repost other content creator stuff like it was just mm-hmm. gonna be like a hub of where I repost other people's stuff but then I was like well 
and then maybe a little bit of mine and then I'll be like you know we can all be millionaires because once Mm -hmm. you start learning about investing compounding interest and all that you're like oh my gosh I could be a millionaire without having Mm -hmm. a millionaire salary what so it's like okay I'll teach that and then maybe not la idea la mente and of my family right because at the time I was talking to a family member and I'm like what if that family member comes and goes like oh my gosh we can all be millionaires like (laughs) us too I was like Que gacho se maria if I was like, oh, no, oh, no, not not you guys. I, I mean, us, like the generation who was born in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't I didn't mean undocumented immigrants, you know, my bad. Like, this is a specific message for only us who were born here. So I was like, you know what? Like, I haven't actually researched stuff for undocumented immigrants, though. Like, mm-hmm. let me just Google some stuff, make sure I'm saying the right things. And as I started Googling some more, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, undocumented immigrants can actually like legally earn money in the United States which to me I was like I've always heard you can't like what the fuck like who else doesn't know about this and then I was like they can legally have savings accounts and checking accounts and I was like yeah that I kind of knew right um Mm -hmm. and I was like they can legally invest and I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh okay so compounding interest but use it to the advantage of immigrants and now immigrant familias can also become millionaires like what like we need to spread this message and then um growing up in the immigrant community my first language was Spanish but I never formally went to school for it yeah (laughs) um so hablo espanol and I speak English and so I'm like I'm gonna do bilingual content like a video fully in Spanish and a video fully in English it'd be easier to just mix the two but then I'm like then it's going to be very specific to who can get my message because a full Spanish speaker won't be able to understand it and a full English speaker won't be able to understand it. Like, it'll only be the Spanglish speakers. And I was like, nope, nope. We're trying to spread the info and trying to, you know, make it get to as many people as possible. My Like, my parents came to the United States, right? And then I, mm-hmm. uh, my dad got deported. My mom and I ended up living in the streets. And then I ha- just have that financial trauma of, like, I never, ever want to end up living in the streets again right and Mm -hmm. that's what drives me to build up my money and so I'm gonna try to build content put out content to try to keep that from happening or that situation or type of situation to keep from happening to other immigrant families because like if there's a way that we can actually build our money up to uh you know like a an emergency fund or algo to avoid such a situation happening like let's fucking do it i i figured this out like after i had you know you know got my green card and then i became a citizen so i figured all this after the fact and then when i started seeing you pop up i was like oh my god i didn't know you know that those things were available so what is available for someone that is undocumented like to be able to do those things Yeah. So the most important thing that's going to allow you to do this is an identification number. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't have a social security number. But for fully undocumented immigrants, there also exists another one called an ITIN, an Individual Taxpayer Identification Number. Um, This was made by the IRS back in the, I'm going to say 1900s because I keep forgetting the exact decade. (laughs) I know. <laughs> it sounds so weird when I hear 1900s. <laughs> but basically, they set it up so that people who couldn't, um, who didn't qualify to get a social security number could still pay their taxes towards the country because the country still needs to, you know, build the roads, maintain our infrastructure and all of that. So for the context of our conversation, let's say undocumented immigrants, there's other people who can also qualify for an ITIN, but Basically, it's anybody who can't qualify for social security number. Okay, get an ITIN, do your taxes, pay us the money. 
that was the original context of this. However, since then, now it's kind of grown and it's more of a company by company basis where there are companies that are like, you know, um, you can get a savings account with us, whether you have social security number or ITIN, or you can get a credit card with us, or you can start investing. So not every company accepts ITIN, but that's where you have to go company by company. And that's what the research that I put in and the content that I put out. So let's say, how can you legally earn money in the United States with the ITIN? So first, vas a tramitar tu ITIN if you have had any income whatsoever. You go to a tax repair, you do your taxes, and then you fill out form W-7, and this is going to be the application to get an ITIN, and you also present your identification, unexpired identification documents. You send it to the IRS, and then within a couple of weeks, they send you back an ITIN number. And step number two is then you're going to set up your company with the Secretary of State. So I'm going to use California as an example because that's where I live. But every state has their own laws about who's allowed to do what. So check those laws. So in California, then I would say when let's say I want to establish our wealth matters, I go to the Secretary of State and I say, hey, I want to establish a sole proprietorship and I want to call it our wealth matters. And they go through that whole process and they're like, um, okay, here, here it is. And that's where you need like your ITIN to give to them. They're like, give us your identification number and whether that's social security number or ITIN. So you give it to them. They do their thing. They're like, hey, our wealth matters is now established in the state of California. Congrats. Then I take that, they send you a paper basically telling you that. You take that to the IRS website and for totally free, then you get an identification number for your company called an EIN, Employer Identification Number. You go in there and they're like, okay, what's the registration number from the state? Okay, what's your identification number, whether that's ITIN or social security number, you put in the information. Within the minute, they process it and they're like, here's your EIN. With that EIN, now you can open a bank business bank account, you can get business credit uh, cards. Um, basically, that's the identification number for your company. With that, though, now... I can say, let's say I have, a, I want to do a speaking event with a university and let's say I'm undocumented. So they can't legally pay me, right? Because mm -hmm. that's against the general law. You can't pay undocumented uh, people for their work. So I'm not going to apply as Maribel. I'm going to apply mm -hmm. as Our Wealth Matters. And Our Wealth Matters is a USA-based company with an EIN. So mm. that USA-based company is allowed to earn income. And then that um, once, let's say I get the presentation, they pay the company, they pay Our Wealth Matters, and then Our Wealth Matters, because I'm a sole proprietorship, I can share money with my company without any barriers. There are other company structures. This doesn't only work for sole proprietorship, but this is like the easiest basic example. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so that's where the laws kind of became a gray area. Yeah, they say that undocumented immigrants can't legally earn money in the United States, but it never says that a foreign national can't establish a USA company mm -hmm. and that their company can make money. Nice. So, you know, take that information to what you will <laughs> with it. See, and, and that's things that we don't, we didn't know about. So like, I'm glad that you're that No, we're trying to play message. chess now. Forget checkers. We playing chess. That's, you know, just like the first step is now you started, you know, earning your money and now it's like, okay, now what's the next step? Now you have to start learning all this financial stuff of personal yeah. finance and 
you know, uh, so what would you say would be the next step? Now I have my job, I ha- I'm making money, like, mm-hmm. and now what? Like, yeah, so then there's a bonus step where because it's your own company, you your company can legally pay less taxes by opening you a solo 401k. And this is where you go to a brokerage company that offers these. And we'll talk about what brokerages are. Um, and basically, so now you, even though you're fully undocumented, you can also have a retirement account, which your company is funding. And because they're funding it for their, uh, for the person who works for them, aka you, mm-hmm. the earned income goes down. And so they may actually go down in tax bracket. So that lowers how much money your company owes in taxes Pero el dinero stays more within you and your company. So like Mm -hmm. instead of having to pay it off for taxes, you know, it goes to your retirement account and now you owe the IRS less money. If you're just for you, you can also get an IRA, which is an individual retirement account. So it's also a retirement type account. And all these retirement type accounts um, allow for your earned income to go down. And that means you end up paying the IRS less money. And again, this is where we need to know more about the laws because this is a totally legal move that mm-hmm. that's how the rich, you know, manage to keep more of their money because they know mm-hmm. these laws and they're like, yeah, sure, you know, put it into the IRA, put it into the 401k. I'm going to get access to that money later anyway, mm-hmm. but I'm going to end up paying less taxes right now. Hell yeah. The ITIN then becomes the basis for all of these other things like doing the savings account, doing the checking account for you as your personal. And something that we have to make very clear, the ITIN if you're working with a social security number that is not actually meant for you, mm-hmm. the IT, once you process the ITIN, the ITIN doesn't allow you to work mm-hmm. on a W-2 job. If you're up for it, establish your own company that works as a contractor or a freelancer. Now, these are 1099 jobs, mm-hmm. 1099 miscellaneous. And that just refers to the form that you get at the end of the year which means you are a contractor, you are not an employee. So Mm -hmm. if you're working with a social security number that's not under your name, don't be like, okay, now I got the ITIN, let me go take this to my employer. The ITIN Uh doesn't allow you to work. It just allows you to report your revenue to the IRS. And now there happen to be companies who accept that as okay identification number for you to do all these other financial moves. So I just want to make that like super clear. Now that the you know they know you know how to make money and everything like that, I do want to get into knowing what to do with our money. So now what, right? Because we're just taught to save, so we end up becoming really good savers. But that's now how mm-hmm. like Americans manage their money, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're trying to live that life that Americans are trying to live, because like really that's why people come, you know, they're like, hey. I see what they're doing. Let me mm-hmm. let me try to get in on those opportunities. If we're trying to live like them, then we got to know what's the laws and stuff that they use the vehicles in order that they use in order to grow their money. And it's not by saving it debajo del colchón. It's not by <laughs> yeah. tucking it away in the freezer. It's not a way by it's not done by just hiding it away, right? Mm-hmm. And um so Okay, what else do they do? So that's when you ha- you start your own kind of journey. And first of all, it's have that emergency fund in cash, mm-hmm. right? And it, that way it's liquid. What that means is if you need it right now, then you can go grab it. So that means having it in a bank close to you. I break up my money and I have a little bit in person and then the rest I have in banks. And so ideally you want all your money to be making you money even while you're sleeping. So that's what's ideal, right? That if money's going to be sitting around that it's making you money. And so where where to have your emergency fund? You can split it up 
whatever make, gives you the greatest peace of mind. But one of the bank's accounts that you want to try to use is called a high yield savings account. This pays you interest on money that's just going to be sitting there anyway. Um, and it's not a CD. You don't have to leave it there for a period of time. It's not an investment. There's no risk that you're going to lose it as long as you make sure that the bank where you're putting your money in is insured by the FDIC, which just means that uh, the government is insuring this bank. And if the bank goes down tomorrow, the government is going to reimburse you up to $250,000 of the amount that you had at that bank. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, but what's a high yield savings account? is my bank a high yield savings account? Basically high yield savings accounts right now are paying between two to 5%. If you have a bank that is giving you 0.01% APY, you do not have a high yield savings account. And so it might be time to go Google. I, I would suggest doing this every six months, Googling high yield savings account followed by the month and the year. And then you'll get a list of results that you can look into to see mm -hmm. where you can position your money in order to get paid more. So for example, right now there's, I have two banks that are paying me at least 5% um, on my money. So if I put $5,000 in there, 5% of that after 12 months is $250. That's $250 that I didn't have to work overtime for, that I didn't have to get up super early for, that I was generating while I'm sleeping. And it's going to happen as long as I leave the money in there. Exactly. And then they don't even, you know, you didn't even know about the inf whole inflation aspect too. Yes. You do need to have an emergency fund. So that's the best way that you can maximize, like you said, um, making your money, make yourself some money. With that, now that you have your, because I'm trying to like go through the journey of, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing your savings and you have your emergency fund in a high yield savings account, not mm -hmm. regular bank. The the way I structured it is also like be, actually before my, an emergency fund is you try to actually make sure that you can pay all your living expenses. So this, these are the things that you cannot live without mm -hmm. um, based on where you live. So this could be like, how much is it going to take to put food on the table, put gas in the car, if commuting is something that is definitely something that I need to do for my job, put a roof over my head, um, and make sure that you're taking care of all those bills. Um, this does not account for like credit cards at this point. Um, this just is like, what is the bare minimum that you need? What, then you have leftover money, you start making that emergency fund, we want that emergency fund there, in case you happen to lose your job, or you are in a situation that no longer serves you, this could be, again, a working relationship, or it can be a romantic relationship, if you need to take your money and leave, then you have something for that. Um, so you don't feel like you have to be tied down to anyone or anything for your financial security. All right. So once you're doing that at that point, you're like, OK, you need to start tracking your net worth. The reason why we want to start tracking our net worth is because we want to know you, you want to be able to see the progress that you're going to be making based on the new steps that you're taking. Like you can direct deposit money straight into the high yield savings account. So that never you never even see that money. It just goes straight to that bank account. And that's something where you start to like automate your money steps. So you want to be the least involved possible so that you're not tempted to take that money. It's like, yeah, that should go to my save, like my emergency fund. But, you know, like I really want to buy X, Y and Z. I really want to go on the vacation or I really want to buy these shoes. So I'm just going to take that money. And, you know, maybe I can put a little bit more next next pay period when you know that that probably isn't going to happen. 
Um, if you're trying to change your habits, like maybe you did really, really great at saving, but then you were like, you know what? I've been doing really good. So I deserve a little treat. And then you're, you actually end up spending more than what you saved. And we want to make sure that we're aware of such things so that we can modify any behaviors that aren't really helping your money grow Mm -hmm. and that are keeping you from reaching like your full financial potential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, a good, good point. And um, before, you know, like I, I sign off, like, what do you have any, you know, final tips or final thoughts? Yeah, um, that you don't worry, you don't have to feel like you understood every single thing on this mm-hmm. podcast episode. When you're starting your personal finance journey, I know it can seem super overwhelming to have all of this information come through. Um, but just know that if you at least get started, that's, all that it means or if you're like oh my gosh I wish I knew about this before I could have gotten started you know five years ago or 10 years ago listen you didn't know that information yesterday Mm -hmm. or the day before okay but you know that information now so the most important thing is that you now take that information and do some action with it because you could know all the information in the world about this topic but without action it means nothing so if it's as simple as getting your ITIN put making time to go Uh, get that. Or if you want to set up a company and you've been thinking that, hey, that's not an option that's available to me, but you found out that even if you're fully undocumented, you could still set up your company and legally make money in the United States, you know, looking into that, seeing what you want to do. Um, Or even just setting up a high yield savings account. Let's say Mm -hmm. you're like, I got my job. I'm okay where I'm at. But you know what? Let me look into that high yield savings account stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to start, you know, maximizing my money. Yes, definitely. Exactly. The the most important step is the action to take action. Um, and so for those that do, you know, want that assistance or, you know, need that help, how can they uh, reach you and how can they work with you? Yeah, so I put out content in English and Spanish. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Both, at both, I have the same handle and it is at Our Wealth Matters. Um, because it does, because you're worth it. All right. You, you are worth it. You got to know that. So if you guys want to learn about some more information completely free, that's tailored to immigrants in the United States. You can also look at my freebie, which is in the link in my bios and on any of my social media profiles, but you could also go to my website, www.ourwealthmatters.com. Uh, and again, that's completely free to you. Uh, and if you guys want individual one-on-one consultations, if you're like, no, Maribel, but I want to talk to you specifically about mm-hmm. what's going on with my money, you can also look into that in my website and you can go under coaching and you can see the offer right there. Um, basically, you'll get a Zoom call, you get the recording, you, that way you can repasarlo, like you can go through it again, even mm-hmm. after our session. So you don't have to be like frantically trying to take notes and take it all in. Um, I know that doesn't work for me. And I prefer to focus on the individual and being like, let's answer all your questions in this coaching call. And then you can go through it again and start mm-hmm. implementing those things. Um, so definitely, yeah, check her out. She's always putting like awesome content. And what I really love is that you are putting that content out in Spanish. I'm working on it. So mm-hmm. hopefully you'll see that next month that Ooh. I started doing it. I'm just nervous because I'm not like, I'm not like, um, natural. I mean, even though it's like my, one of my first languages, mm-hmm. but you know, I learned the, 
the 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 Spanish from over here. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So it's always intimidating. But yeah, definitely check her out. And she puts out a lot of information. Um, but other than that, I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>